What's up, guys? Um, we're back. Call your shot podcast. Um, we didn't have a Friday show. I just, I honestly, I just wasn't in a great mood. wasn't a lot to talk about either. So, I don't know. Just didn't feel like doing something on Friday. I figured I'd save a lot of this stuff for today. Let more stories accumulate. Put out a good show. So, we're back. Um, on Spotify, rate and review five stars if you love it. Four stars if you don't. Um, today we're just gonna talk a little bit about. Gonna do some Anthony Richardson stuff on the top. There's been some some movement on the betting lines for his you know his draft stock that he's jumped a bunch to be the first overall to pick. So we'll get into that a little bit, and then we'll just do a road overview. Just go over some stories that's going on around the league. A lot of fun stuff that's going on. This is like a very fun time in the year. Like I know the NBA off season's normally like a big time. That's normally like what carries the NBA is the off season. NFL offseason's got some good stuff too. So we're going to get into some of that stuff as well. Um, we're on TikTok, Call Your Shot Podcast. Uh, go ahead and give that a follow. Um, just normally just clips from the show. And uh, let's get into it. Okay, so I wanted to talk about Anthony Richardson first because. If you go on FanDuel right now, he started out, his odds to be the first overall pick were plus 10,000. So basically, bet a dollar, you win $1,000. Bet 10, you win 10,000. Um, he's now plus 750. He's tied for the third best odds. I think it's it's Bryce Young and um, Jalen Carter are in the top two, and I think it's either Levis or Willie Anderson. I'm pretty sure it's Levis. It's tied with... Uh, with Richardson, this, you know, this is a major shift. And it's, you know, a couple of months ago, I started watching all the quarterbacks of this class. And I think the early consensus, when you look at like draft Twitter and all that was that Will Levis was going to be kind of crowned the, the you know, the Josh Allen of this draft. And I, I didn't really see that per se. I always kind of thought Levis reminded me more of Stafford. It was like, it, it looked like early Detroit Stafford. A little more athletic, but similar, like, you know, Army had a lot of juice. He could move around a little bit, you know, just getting hit a lot. That was kind of the thing. Showed good poise, I thought. Like, Kentucky wasn't great this year. They didn't have great stuff around him. But then, you know, I I would watch Anthony Richardson, and I would just think Cam Newton. Like, just – and it's ironic because Newton was a comp for Josh Allen when he came out. So I always kind of – Put more put Richardson and Allen kind of in the same class rather than Levis. And, you know, as time has gone on, gone on now, Richardson's now like he's the, you know, ultra athletic raw prospect. You know, it's like everybody's going to be like in, falling in love with this guy. Like he didn't have the help and all this different stuff. So it's like, you know, we've we've come to the point now where Anthony Richardson, he's, you know, he's this year's Josh Allen. Like that's the conversation. I'm going to go ahead and just stake my claim now. And I'm just going to say, I think Anthony Richardson at worst, he's going to be the second quarterback taken at worst in this class. I think young is going to be the first quarterback off the board. But after that, I can't see any of the other guys getting taken ahead of him because you look at the way NFL teams draft quarterbacks. Now they want guys that when things around them aren't perfect, they need to be able to still make plays. They need to be able to carry a team to a win 
when stuff isn't going well around them. And you look at guys like Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, it's all these super freak athletes, you know, with these incredible like rocket arms. They, you know, they have the tools, you can refine them and stuff. And, you know, I think in recent years, like a lot of these guys without like Josh Allen taking the step and Mahomes taking the step and, you know, elevating their games, these like raw, inaccurate passers in college, they're, they're not getting taken in the first round, let alone top five. Like Trey Lance, not taken in the top three without Josh Allen. And then like, I don't even necessarily think like if it wasn't for Josh Allen, Anthony Richardson's not getting drafted that this. I mean, like he had one full year as a starter, 54% passer. Allen was 56 when he was in college. Richardson, 24 to 15 touchdown to pick ratio. You look at the guys in this draft, though. If a team's like looking for this quarterback, that's the super freak athlete that they think has the potential to compete with a Mahomes or an Allen. You know, Bryce Young is he's the best player at the position, but he's not the same athlete. Like he he's very small. Like I've we saw the picture of him and Mina Kimes. Like she's wearing heels, but still, it's like he's a small dude, and that's going to have a large effect. That's going to be weighing in people's minds when he, you know, he's going to go to the combine. He's going to weigh. He's probably not going to do a lot of stuff. Then it's pro day. He's going to do a lot of things. He's just small. There's going to be concerns about that. We've seen the small guys like, you know, like Kyler, like Baker, shorter guys. They're even like stockier than him. They have more weight than him and they're even getting hurt. So the size is going to be a concern for young CJ Stroud, main negative about him. He throws a great ball, but doesn't really extend plays. He did a little bit in the semifinal game. Like, I'll give it to him. He played very well in that game. Um, But it's like, if he doesn't have Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh, it's Jackson Smith and Jigba. He didn't really play, though. Um, But, you know, can Stroud get it done without a lot of great pieces around him? You know, it's like, what team in the top 10 is drafting with a great situation to put a quarterback in? Not many. Um... I, and then you look at Levis. I, I honestly like Levis a lot. I think people are going to see Richardson and compare him to Levis. I think they're going to like Richardson's ceiling more just because I think he is more athletic. He has a better arm. But I think you know they're also going to be like, oh, well, he regressed this year. Again, he had an ankle injury, lost like two of his receivers, and their OC was absolutely terrible. Um, so I think if – if a team's thought process when they're drafting a quarterback, like you look at the teams like the Texans, the Colts, you know, the Lions, basically like anybody in the top 10 that needs a quarterback, and they're saying like, we're not just trying to hit double. We want to hit a home run. We want our Mahomes. We want our Josh Allen. That's what you should be trying to do when you're drafting a quarterback in the top 10. And it's like, if that's the thought process, you're going to be able to talk yourself into Anthony Richardson. And I think it's like, I don't disagree with that because the ceiling – if you think like you need to compete in the AFC, like conference is going to have a huge effect on this. Like if you're in the NFC and you're like NFC South team, like Atlanta and you're at seven and it's between seven, eight, if you're at eight and it's between Stroud and Richardson, you can talk yourself into, well, we have Kyle Pitts. We have Drake London. In reality, if we just get a guy who can, hit the target because that's something that Mariota and Ritter didn't really do well last year. Just get a guy that can hit the target. We'll be okay. Like we can win a lot of games. We won seven games last year. We were a game out of winning the division. If we just get a guy in there that can 
put the ball on our good weapons, we can move forward. But then if you look at the AFC, you got Mahomes, you got Allen, you got Burrow, you got Herbert, you got Lamar, you got Trevor Lawrence. No particular order. People are going to put them however you want. That's six elite guys. And if you're just basing the playoffs of off of the quarterbacks, which is generally how it went, as I'm not mistaken, all six of those guys made the playoffs, excluding Lamar, but he played most of the season. That's when they won a lot of their games. Um, you got one spot left. Only 17 teams make the playoffs. So if you're drafting for safe, like if you're a team like in the AFC, like Houston or Indy, you need somebody that can compete with that. You need to take a guy who's on his best day. He can go toe to toe with one of those guys. And if you don't have that guy, you need to be in spot where like the seven seed this year, Miami, what they have elite weapons. They had Tyree kill. They had Jalen Wild. They had like, you know, Gisecki. They had a bunch of guys around Tua who, you know, isn't the most gifted physical quarterback. And it's not going to be doing a lot of stuff off script where, you know, you have to be in the perfect spot basically to compete. Um, so I think when you look at Richardson, if you're going to try to draft a guy that's going to compete out of the four guys, you can make the argument that that's him. Like you can make the argument that Richardson, like he has the, probably the lowest floor of all four of them. I, I don't like the floor ceiling stuff, but probably has the lowest floor, but also probably has the highest ceiling. So it's just, you're playing the lottery a little bit, but you swinging for the fences. And I think that's kind of what you have to do, especially if you're in the AFC. I think, you know, teams that Richardson would work with, you look at Detroit, it's honestly like we talked about, like what teams have perfect situations. I think he'd be Detroit's. If you're a quarterback, I think you'd want to go to Detroit, sit under golf for a year. If you really want to got Ben Johnson for at least a year, we'll see what happens. I would, we're probably going to end up having a similar conversation between Johnson and Dan Campbell as we did with Steichen and Nick Sirianni, but I don't need Lions fans hating me too now. But um, yeah, so you know they have good weapons. They have a good offensive line. I think Detroit would be a very good spot for Richardson. And then I think if you're Las Vegas, if you don't get Rodgers, I think they're, they're going to try to go all in on Rodgers. You got to take a swing because best case scenario is that Russell Wilson never gets back to the player he was in Seattle. He's just a bum now. I don't think that will be the case, but that is that is their best case scenario. Russell Wilson is a bum. You still, at best, will have the third best quarterback in your division. At best. So, you can roll out a Jimmy G. Great. How many games are you winning with Jimmy G in the AFC West? Like, you, that's in the, that's four at least four games a year where you're automatic disadvantage at quarterback. If you take, you know, you take a Richardson, now all of a sudden you're giving him time to work, you're giving him time to learn. Maybe eventually he can do some physical stuff. Like, you look at the game that he played against Utah. Like, the play where he does the 360, like, stiff arm and then the throw for on the two-point conversion is one of the most, like, that's Mahomes. That's out. Like, that's stuff that you can't teach. Like, that's just physical gifts. So, I don't know. It's going to be crazy around the combine. I think that's when like a lot of the young or like the raw prospects with all the physical stuff, they get to show all that stuff, put it on display. I think that's going to be the time where the Richardson hype train kind of hits the peak. So it's only going to climb from here. Again, I can't see a world where he's taken past. I mean, he's probably, I think he's going to go in the top five. I don't think there's any way there's more than one quarterback taken ahead of him.
All right, we're going to hit on a couple of stories from just around the league, and then we'll then we'll get out of here. Uh, first thing, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, probably not having his fifth-year option picked up. Makes sense. Uh, they got Pacheco now. They have Jarek McKinnon, who Week 12 on every year is basically Walter Payton reincarnated. Um, one of the bigger what-ifs, though, not really, but if you look at it from, it's, you know, it's the running back position, and they've won a Super Bowl since then, so it's not really a what-if, but... The Chiefs just massive swing and miss on that position in that draft. You look at all the running backs that went after Edwards Alaire, you look at it, it's like DeAndre Swift at 35, three picks later. Um you know, there's some stuff about how he might not be a long term fit in Detroit. He would be a perfect fit in Kansas City. I feel like he just does a lot of the stuff that Andy Reid would really like. And that, you know, he can catch the ball out of the backfield, very explosive, all that different stuff. I feel like he would have been just a fantastic fit. Jonathan Taylor, heard of him. I mean, just imagine if the Chiefs could just hand the ball off to him at the end of the game. Like they have a 10 point lead, 10 minutes left. They're just giving it to Jonathan Taylor every play. Like, I, again, they're not, they're, you know, they're not predicated on running the football, but if you have Jonathan Taylor, it's going to be hard not to want to run the football. It's just like I could just see it's like, oh, yeah, Jonathan Taylor first half, six carries for 30 yards and maybe a touchdown. And he ends the game with 23, buck 35, and two or three touchdowns. Like it's just like one of those situations where he would be instead of having to, you know, take over a game to win a game like the Patriots game a couple of years ago comes to mind when like they were just handing it off to him every play because he's the best player on the field. Um but instead, you know, you're just putting a game away with Jonathan Taylor if you're the Chiefs. I mean, that's that's a big what if. Um, Cam Akers, at least an equivalent player. He shown, I think he's shown flashes of being better. I think there's been multiple points where he's just been a better player. Um, and then you look at a guy like Dobbins, you know, towards ACL, but six yards of carry, like it'd be like he's not as good as Jonathan Taylor, but I feel like he'd be in a similar role where it's like end of the game, just feed him feed him, feed him, feed him, and he's going to just put a game away. And the same thing, like, guy like A.J. Dillon, again, better option. Still, he catches the ball pretty well. They're in the goal line a lot. I feel like he's a bigger back. And, I mean, they you look at the third round, Antonio Gibson, it's, it's sure. But they have Pacheco now, so it doesn't matter. I think he's going to be really good. He, again, we talked about this after Super Bowl. It, looked like, it looks like Marshawn Lynch. Like, it, that's just what it looks like. Um, but then again, I can't imagine that they wouldn't have liked to have had some of these guys the past four years. Um, next story, Jacoby Myers is quote, likely to get a Christian Kirk esque deal. Um, you just look at the two guys, stack them up side by side. Their first, first four years, Kirk averaged 59 catches, 725 yards, never cracked a thousand. Um, but, you know, had 17 total touchdowns. Then Jacoby Myers, again, 59 catches, 689 yards, also never cracked 1,000, but only eight touchdowns. Because you remember, that was the big story where he went, like, the whole first two and a half seasons without scoring a touchdown. So everybody was, like, losing their mind when he finally did. Um, I think the difference, though, between these two guys is Kirk, like, you know, Christian Kirk, this the last two seasons, he had DeAndre Hopkins with him. So he's not number one options. He's not like the alpha of an offense. You know, they had a better offense as well, so he's getting more production. But 
you know, Jacoby Myers was the number one guy. So I think you can go either way. You can say like, oh, if he goes somewhere else, he's the number two. Maybe it's worse. Or if he you know, goes somewhere else where he's number one again, but it's a better offense, better quarterback, better play caller, better. I mean, by better, I just mean non-Matt Patricia. Um, so I think I think Myers, it'll be it'll be a similar situation. Everybody's going to lose their minds when he gets a deal where he makes $20 million a year. But you see a team like, you know, the bears, they need to get weapons around Justin Fields. They need to, you know, they have, they have the most cap space in the league. Like it's gonna be a very similar situation to last year where it's like the Jags had a lot of cap space. They had a young quarterback. They need to get some weapons around. So they're going to overpay a little bit, probably pay a little more of a premium for, a non-premium guy, but it'll be worth it. Like it's you're getting a weapon around him. Another team that could work, Tennessee Titans. They just cut a lot of people. I think you know it's going to be probably a little tough. They'll probably have to make a little more room, but they you know they cut Taylor Wan, they cut Robert Woods, they cut the linebacker. I think it was Cunningham. Um, they have the Patriots infrastructure. Rabel always likes getting Patriots guys. I think he also just complements Burks really well. Just a different type of player to have in the room also a vet to have in the room. They have a lot of young guys there. And finally, the Giants, another team, a lot of cap space. So they're going to be able to pay the Christian kirk S deal. Um, they need to upgrade outside. Dayball, Patriot lineage, going to be interested in guys like that. Um, it'll probably be tough if they extend Daniel Jones and Saquon. We had this conversation already. I don't really think you should extend Jones. I'm a little skeptical on Barkley too, but... I think, you know, we'll see what they do. Again, I'm not running those meetings, so it's up to them. Um, Jalen Ramsey likely to be traded. All in all, the the Bills just come due for the Rams. Like, they move all their picks for these premium players. They sign all of them to these big extensions. But, you know, they win a title. It, it, It honestly just reminds me of the Lakers. Like, they trade all their stuff, all these assets for Anthony Davis. You know, they sign him in a big deal. They win a title. So now it's like, well, it worked. But now it's like Anthony Davis getting hurt older. He's getting hurt a lot. You know, there was other stuff too. They traded for Russell Westbrook. But um, just a similar vibe where it's like now both teams are in trouble. They're kind of behind the eight ball. Got to do a lot of different stuff to kind of get moving forward and get right back on the right track. Um it's not a matter of they just have all old players. They were one of the youngest teams in the league. It's just they need better young players. Um, you know, they cut Bobby Wagner already. I think we're going to be looking at a new phase of the Los Angeles Rams. You look at back at their first Super Bowl run. It wasn't like just the, you know, F them picks like motto. A lot of the guys they had on that team, a lot of the core guys, you know, it's split. It's like 50-50 almost where it's like, we draft half the good guys. You know, we're gonna also go out and acquire a lot of these guys. Honestly, it reminded me of the Eagles a lot. Like Eagles, they draft Hertz, they draft Sanders, they draft Devontae Smith, they draft like both the lines basically. But then you look at it, it's like, oh well, they trade for AJ Brown, they trade for Darius Slay, they went and got James Bradbury. You know, the Rams that first Super Bowl, the 2018 Super Bowl, drafted Goff, drafted Gurley, drafted Cup, drafted Aaron Donald, drafted John Johnson the third. Then, you know, you got guys like Marcus Pierce, they went and got Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, Whitworth, Akeem Tlaib, all those guys. Again, similar to the Eagles, it's now, instead, it's like, oh, well, we went, we trade two ones for Ramsey. We trade two ones for Stafford. Yeah, it worked. You won a Super Bowl, but now 
you're going to have to change it. You're going to have to get back into a spot because the roster is not one piece away where it's like, oh, well, we can trade two more first round picks, get one more guy, and then we're right back there. So you need to get more young talent on the roster. A lot of the foundational pieces are kind of on the way out. Like, seems like Aaron Donald's rumoring retirement every offseason now. So we'll see what happens with that. Cup is 30 this year. Stafford did not look good last year. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, I could see them taking a quarterback in the middle of the rounds, like, like a Hendon Hooker. I feel like he's going to be like the – he's going to be the kind of – not like Dak, but like it will be – I wouldn't be shocked if he ended up having a Dak career where it's like, you know – Older guy, just he's going to be taking the second, third, day two pick. So we'll see. Also, it's a good spot for Baker to stay. Like, if he'd played okay down stretch, he had the one comeback against Las Vegas. But I think, I think they got to kind of retool the entire roster. They got to start doing things a little differently because, you know, you can't always just mortgage every single pick you have. That's just not going to work long term. Um, and then for Jalen Ramsey, I, the team that goes and gets Ramsey, you're not only giving up the picks to get him, you're probably going to have to extend him. I think that's what's going to end up happening. I think, like, Jair Alexander got extended and somebody else did too recently. But So he's going to want a new deal if he gets traded. The Lions would be my choice for if he were to get traded. Um, the front offices are connected to one another. Um, they've worked out trades before, Stafford and Goff. Um, one of their positions in need, they need corners. Bingo, bango, it's right there. Um, I, I'm i not a draft value expert or draft pick value expert. I can't see Ramsey getting a one at this point. I think worst case, you're giving up pick 18. A little rich for a 28-year-old corner, but probably like something like two twos. If the Lions get him, though, even if you're giving up pick 18, it's like you would trade pick 18 for – Jalen Ramsey like if you could like so yeah we get three years of Jalen Ramsey for pick 18 a lot of teams would take that deal and then you know kind of going back to our conversation before you feel a need at 18 now all of a sudden you're at six you can you can take quarterback like you can you can take an absolute rip at Anthony Richardson or Will Levis let him sit behind golf so you know, that team still even with if you use the six pick on a quarterback that team still going to probably I think they're going to make some moves I think they, they're good enough to get a wild card spot no matter what this year so I really like I'm going to be pretty bullish on them going to next year um and then finally Matt Nagy Chiefs offensive coordinator I, this was not really like news I think everybody kind of knew this was going to happen but what's not going to surprise me in like a year or two is when he's just a head coach again like he's he's going to get another job like that's that's the most like that's just the most obvious conclusion to what's going like it he two years from now he will be a head coach for somewhere because what's going to happen is there's going to be the revisionist history kind of deal where we look back on Chicago it's like oh you know they were he was over 500 you know they were they made the playoffs twice he the double doink he was so close to beating Philly the one year he had Mitch Trubisky as his quarterback he had Ryan Pace as a GM there's going to be all these kind of excuses for him. And I'm not saying like they're like, I, I liked him. I never really had an issue with him. I'm not a bears fan. So I'm sure bears fans probably hated him, but you know, there's going to be a lot of kind of dialogue on the Twitter streets 
when he gets a head coaching job. And I think a lot of it will be because of the enemy. It's like, oh, he was only the OC for a year. He didn't call plays. It. I don't think that's right either. But I'm just saying I'm not going to be surprised when Matt Nagy is a head coach next year. All right, real quick before we leave, I just want a real, real life story because had something happen the other night and I was very excited about it. So I want to tell, tell the Collier Shot family. It's big news for us. Um, so as you guys know, I have a job coming up. I'm actually starting in like two weeks from now. Um, and the basically the premise of this is I'm in this like management development program and I'm going to be doing a lot of my work mainly out of the office in the city near me, um, Baltimore. And then I have another kind of like 11 weeks of non-consecutive training where I'm going to kind of be going back and forth to another city near RIT or in Buffalo. Yeah. I'll just say Buffalo. And when I went to RIT, there was a sandwich sandwich place called Bellas and we would get it all the time. Like every Sunday I would go at like 12, 15, come back, sit there, you know, you know, but at that point it's like 1240, 1245, you know, get all my stuff together, get in my spot. And then I got seven hours of commercial free football and I got this, you know, 14 inch, just absolute behemoth of a sub. I normally got this thing called the old fashioned. It was like turkey, ham, salami, and, you know, a little bit of lettuce, a little mayo. They have this really good, they call it their, uh, their sub oil. It's got some like herbs and like stuff in there. You can sprinkle a little bit of that on. Um, but yeah, so when I graduated, I was concerned because I thought, oh, well, you know, I'm going to be up here for graduation. After that, I may not be able to have Debellas ever again. So then, you know, I found out they have one in Pittsburgh. That's where I'm going to see Taylor Swift with my girlfriend and her family. Um, so I'm probably gonna have it that day. So I got excited about that. And then I was thinking about it the other night and I was like, wait a minute, why is there, if there's one in Pittsburgh, there's stuff in Rochester. Maybe I should, you know, just take a, take a gander, meander on the on the Google streets, and just see if they have any buffalo. Well, I come to find out, they have three Debellas within like a ten mile radius of my office that I would be working at out of Buffalo. So I was very excited about that. Gonna get to, you know have Debellas. I did the math. Probably end up at like 28 Debella subs within the next 365 days. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, if anybody, you know, I know this is probably not the case, but if anybody happens to know anybody that's a higher up at Debella, tell them to sponsor the pot or something because that I will, I will always love that place. It'll be a special place in my heart. Um, I was a business major. So if they want me to, you know, if they're thinking about expanding to Maryland and they want to, you know, open a location five minutes from my house. I wouldn't be opposed to that either. So that was really, that's just the Debella story. I got very excited the other night. It was like 11 o'clock. I was, I was pretty hungry. That's why I was thinking about it. But yeah, Debella's reach out, hit up your boy. Um, but yeah, so that's the, and that, that's the show. Not much else. We'll have some stuff out on Wednesday. I'm working on some stuff for the blog as well. Um, hopefully I can get that out pretty soon, but I don't know what the, how the plan is going to change once my job starts. Um, maybe we'll have to shorten it twice a week, but I still plan on doing this once I start my job. So if that's a, you know, major news announcement for some people, then great. But, you know, we're, the, the show's not over. The show is not over. So um, make sure you share with your friends, 
share with your family, share with whoever, you know, you think might enjoy it. Um, we're on Spotify, five stars. You love it. Four stars. You don't, um, on TikTok, posting clips from the show, color shot podcast. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys Wednesday. Peace. Peace.